and they are finally gone. Hello, team. I record this solo episode after um, the the main episode of the week, and it's always weird going from a, a very high energy of having Mick and Jacob here into a very silent room with me and my thoughts. So things might get things might get a bit dark, team. <laughs> I'm just kidding, team. Welcome to the show. Today I want to take you through nine reasons why you may not be gaining mass. We talked a little bit about reasons why you may not be uh, losing weight the way you want to last week, and this week is all about muscle growth. And so before you switch off, I want you to know that this isn't just for the big bros in the gym that are all about gaining as much muscle as possible. Look, muscle gain really is an interchangeable term. Whenever you see the term tone or or lengthen lengthening the muscle is for some reason a really popular way to to entice uh, certain demographics into the gym or into the program we've got to understand that toning lengthening is all just a muscle shrinking and growing all that's all all a muscle can do it's in it inserts at certain places it just shrinks and it grows so if you're out there wanting to tone your thighs Muscle building is actually what we're trying to do. If you're out there and you want a, a bigger booty or, 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 or a more defined lower body, what we're doing is building muscle. Even for those that have the goal of getting abs, this is one thing I've never really understood, is that we, we train abs really heavily when we're in a weight loss cycle because we want to we make those abs pop, we want to see them. But what you've got to understand is that abs are a muscle and they grow and shrink like anything else. And for us to see our abs at higher body fat percentages, we need to grow them. We need to be in a calorie surplus. So firstly, make sure you're training, um, training your abs when you're in a bulk. Uh, and secondly, today we're going to go through some things that might be your real roadblocks at the moment. All right. So number one. The number one, re- not the number one, a, a reason why you might not be gaining muscle is you are doing too much in the gym. And I see this quite a bit and there's, uh, I don't want to give unsolicited advice to everyone, but um, if you're doing every single exercise under the sun, particularly just for one muscle Odds are that might be too much work for actually what you're trying to do. And what we want to do is elicit what's called the minimal effective dose for that muscle to grow. And from what, what, what we can know about frequency and volume studies, that sort of sits anywhere between 2 and, and 10 sets, 12 sets at a max per session. Alrighty, and so if you're if you're doing back day and you're doing every single back exercise you can think of, I think that might be too much volume for what we're trying to do. Your muscle can grow off less volume, and then you can focus on recovery because that's when we actually grow. So here's what I want you to do: if you're not already, follow a program. All right, the six week challenge is happening at the moment. the The weight training program in that, either the beginner or advanced program, is a great start to understand balanced programming. Follow a program and see what happens. And if you're not going to follow a program, do do this. This is just sort of a very brass tacks, down to bones rule of thumb when it comes to programming your week. Pick two exercises for the muscle group. Might be um, a, a deadlift for the back and a lat pull down. Do them within one workout and don't make sure you don't do over 10 sets between the two of them. All right. So we're trying to get 10 sets on the same muscle group in that workout, then move to another muscle group. This is why I really like whole body training. And then make sure you do that two to three times a week. So you're at a pretty high frequency, you're hitting back two to three times per week, you're eliciting the minimal effective dose for the muscle to grow, and then you're focusing on recovery in between. We don't need to be training every day to grow maximum amount of muscle. In fact, I think the sweet spot is sort of three to four times per week 
whole body to gain your muscle. All right. So number one, um, if you're not already follow a program, but the number one reason a reason why you might not be gaining mass is that you're doing too much. Dial it back. Focus on quality over quantity. Number two, you have been doing eight to twelve reps for the past five years. And this is not. This is something that I did for a very long time because Men's Health magazine and Muscle and Fitness magazine told me this. The hypertrophy range is between eight and twelve. And me, in my young, unwise mind, went, "I will never do any reps below eight or any reps above twelve. But the fact is, we can grow muscle on just about any rep range up to you know thirty, forty, even even fifty, as long as the stimulus from that rep range is appropriate. So if you have been doing eight to twelve reps for a very long time, because that's what you've been told, do something different. Remember, novelty yields adaptation. One of the best things I like to do is to get a person who has been lifting in that rep range to go heavy, do a five by five, do a Wendler, Wendler, um, what is it, five three one, whatever the rep range is. Look up Jim Wendler, great, uh, great coach. Go heavy and do a cycle of that, and then see what happens to your body. Give your body something else to adapt to, and then conversely to that as well. If you've been lifting heavy for a long time, hey, let's bump those reps up to fifteen. Let's do a program where we do, you know, for four or six weeks, a set of twenty back squats once a week, and see what that does to your legs. A novel stimulus to get your body to do something and change and adapt against. Number three, you are skipping leg day, boys, or you're skipping upper body day. Ladies, remember your body is an integrated system. It's going to want to develop as one. It moves as one. So neglecting a body part for whatever reason could be actually putting you behind the eight ball of even the body part you want to grow. Alrighty. So the reason for this is is a number of reasons. If we're not squatting or doing these really um, really big, I like to call compound movements, squat, dead, bench, overhead, cleans, you know. If we're not doing these movements, um, we're not stimulating our nervous system as loudly as we could. The reason why these movements are so good is because they involve so many muscles, they involve so much neural recruitment, and they cause certain certain cascading effects in the body after you do the fact certain hormones and certain neurotransmitters so make sure we're not skipping body parts that we don't like to do or aren't good at and this is the same with ladies as well if you if you if you want to build your legs and build your booty awesome that's great but remember your upper body is a part of your body too all right and odds are your legs or your upper body will grow more if you train the opposite there's a systemic effect that happens when we lift weights particularly when we do these big movements and a part of this has got to do with the neural recruitment as i mentioned but also the hormonal effect we know that lifting weights can can boost testosterone testosterone is a very anabolic hormone and if we're missing these big movements we might not be releasing as much hormone as much testosterone as we'd like so number three, don't skip leg day and or upper body day if you skip those things. Number four, this is, is probably, if we're going to rank them, this would probably be number one. You aren't eating enough. Here's the situation. You've got a great training program, you're recovering optimally, and nothing is happening in your body. That tells me you are simply not eating enough food, even though you think you might be. And this happens a lot too. So here's the situation. If you are trying to gain muscle and your weight and your weight hasn't changed and you haven't seen any significant changes in your body for some time, track your food. I'm not a big fan of tracking for extended amounts of time. I don't think that it's a long-term solution, but it's a really good tool to understand 
what you're doing at the moment. So here's the thing. Track your calories for two weeks. Look at um, look at how many calories you're consuming. And if your weight doesn't change in those two weeks, you can assume that calorie amount and that macro split, whatever it may be, is you at maintenance. That's your maintenance calories. And then it's as simple as adding a few calories on top of that. We're talking 100, 200, 300 calories on top of that. Let your body adjust to that. You should see a bit of weight gain, a bit of change in your muscle. And then you're at a new higher caloric intake. Then you might need to intake a little bit more after that. So doing these sort of um, intermittent tracking periods to understand where your body is at is a really good way to understand if you're eating enough and if you're not. And then on the back of that, number five is you aren't eating enough protein. Look, we harp on about protein a lot, but there's a reason why we do. It really is magic. And in fact, if you hit your protein targets every day, a lot of your other calorie targets will sort of fall into place under that. And so if you're a bit unsure about how much protein you should be eating, the really simple method is to take your body weight in pounds and try and hit that amount. Look, if, you're, if you've got a bit of weight to lose and you're sort of in that obese or morbidly obese weight range, look at your lean body mass in pounds and aim for that. But if you've only got a few kilos to lose or you're trying to gain a bit of mass, take your body weight, find the poundage, and then that's your target. So for me, for example, I'm 85 kilos, which is about 190 pounds. So my target is 190 each day. Look, it might be a bit more than what the studies say or it might be less than what the pro bodybuilders say, but that, but aiming for that target will often, more often than not get you in the right range of protein for muscle growth. So that's my tip for you. Make sure you're eating enough protein and uh, and be, uh, just be a bit considerate as well. Like I was talking to someone the other day and they were eating a sandwich and in the sandwich was a bit of ham. Um, and they said, Bart, you'll be really happy with me because I'm eating a high-protein sandwich. And then I had a look in the sandwich, and it was just one one slither of ham, which maybe is you know, three or four grams of protein, and that's it. And for a meal, I would consider that very low protein. So understand your target, and then split that target up into your meals so you know how much protein you need to eat per meal. Number six is the reason why you're not gaining muscle is because you're on a permabulk. And this is what I like to refer to people that are always in a bulk. They're always trying to eat more. They're always trying to gain mass. And you'll know them because they, they look quite inflamed. You know, they're, they're always a bit puffy. Um, and all they worry about is that number on the scale. Uh, and the fact is, just like exercise, your, your digestive system and your, your, um, uh, your, your tract, your GI tract needs novelty. It needs variety. And so if we're just eating high inflammatory foods just because we want to see that number on the scale go up, we might not be doing what we actually want the body to do. Remember, a healthy body will gain muscle faster. And so if you have been on a permabolic for a little while, my recommendation is to go on, a, get in a deficit, go on a cut. And then after the fact, you'll resensitize your body to, um, uh, to protein and you'll, um, you might reduce a bit of inflammation. And one magic thing might happen as well. If you go on a cut, you'll start to see those muscles, you see the, you'll start to lose a bit of fat, you'll start to see those muscles pop and those muscles shape. And all of a sudden, you'll look bigger, but that number on the scale is less. There's this, there's this really strange thing that happens when you go on a cut. It's been, this happened to me very recently. Um, I've been eating a bit less, I've been leaning out, but people are saying, but you are looking bigger. You're looking, you're looking very defined, and I'm two kilos lighter. So there's this, this disillusion that happens. So if you have been on a bulk for a long time, go into a cut, give your digestive system a bit of a break, eat a little bit less, get a bit healthier, and then move into a calorie surplus thereafter. Give a bit of novelty. 
Number seven is that you are neglecting sleep. We grow when we sleep. If we do not sleep, we do not grow. So if you think your sleep could have a better, have a higher quality, in fact, even if you don't think your sleep could have a higher quality, there's a lot, a, a lot of people assume they're getting good sleep because they shut their eyes at a certain time and then wake, and then wake up at a certain time and they feel okay and their body's really good at adjusting to them feeling tired so they don't know what tired is and they don't know what fe- good feeling good is. I think everyone has room for improvement with their sleep. And I only harp on this because I know how powerful this is. So if you're trying to gain muscle, put as much effort into your sleep routine and your sleep hygiene as you do into your workouts in the gym because that's when the magic happens, baby. Sleep is what it's all about. So make sure you've got that relative bedtime routine. Um, Make sure your room is dark and cool if you can have it. And here's a hot tip as well. Make sure you wake up and go to bed at the same time every day. And the reason I say this is because I can thank Huberman Lab for this. Um, is that we know that growth hormone spikes after the first sleep cycle, which is about 90 minutes after we fall asleep. But if we go to bed later, we miss that spike. Our body is on this chronological rhythm. And if we don't go to bed at the same time or relative same time every night, we could miss that growth hormone spike, which has a lot to do with how our body heals and how our body recovers. So make sure we're going to bed at a similar time and waking up at a similar time and try your best to do that on weekends as well. I don't want you to have a weekend jet lag, which is a thing I just understood is a thing where people go to bed and wake up at the same time during the week. Then on the weekend, they stay up till 2 a.m. or whatever. Um, And then they try and sleep on Sunday, but don't get a good sleep. And all of a sudden, work comes around and they're really tired. It's a similar, it's the similar effects of what happens when you travel and you go either forward or, or back in time, depending on your destination. And you have jet lag. People can get jet lag every weekend from having a big, a big night every Saturday night. So try to avoid that as much as possible um, and wake up at similar times sleep like a boss number eight is that you are stressed when we're stressed our cortisol is higher our stress hormone is higher and, and often our blood sugar is higher as a result of it you know the stress response is this really innate evolutionary response and because of the modern world and we're always contactable with our phones and the stresses we get from lights and then work and social media the potential for us to be chronically stressed is really high even even if we don't know it and so if we're stressed we're going to find it hard to recover and here's here's a little trap that often happens is that people who live uh, a high stress life they have you know uh, young kids as well as a very stressful job and their stress outlet is exercise, could actually, that, that, that actual outlet could be adding to their stress. In fact, it is adding to their stress. All stress goes into the same bucket, whether it's physical stress from a workout, mental stress, emotional stress. And once that bucket overflows, it's difficult to get that, um, to get that bucket right down. I saw a therapist. <laughs> there you go. I saw a therapist. I saw a therapist a little while ago to help me through a few things. Uh, and they, they introduced me to what's called the Britney scale. And it's really funny, actually. The Britney scale is based upon Britney Spears. And a scale of 1 to 10. Um, 1 is Britney Spears, you know, in the 90s when she's uh, at, the, at the top of her game. And 10 is when she shaved her head and had a breakdown. And the thing with the Britney scale is um, you check in, you give yourself a, a number on the Britney scale. But if you know you're sort of at that 7, 8 or 9 and you're holding that, sh- that, that razor about to shave your head, and Britney did, it's hard to come back from that. So if you know you're at a six or a seven and that's and your stress is trending upward on the Britney scale, that's when you need to have an intervention and that's when you need to de-stress. And so de-stressing stuff like walking 
breathing, which we talked about in this week's episode, um, uh, meditation, even just talking to a good friend, relaxing, watching a movie, being undistracted for a little while. These recuperative things are really important, particularly when it comes to lowering stress, which then can have a, 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 an effect on if you're gaining muscle or not. And then number nine, last one, is that you are super tight. You don't stretch and mobilise. And look, this isn't for everyone, but um, particularly with us boys, for some reason we don't see any value in stretching. But this is what I see a lot in the gym, is that people use short ranges of motion on their bicep curls and their shoulder presses. They're sort of doing these small pumping motions but what they don't understand is your body adapts to the range of motion that you express it in so all of a sudden over years and you can see these guys in the gym they have you know really high traps you know their upper backs always rounded and they find it hard to straighten their arms because they've trained the shortened range of motion for for a long time but the fact is they would have gained more muscle if they used a full range of motion and the way we get a full range of motion is to make sure we're, we're expressing ranges of motion fully when we exercise, obviously, but also mobilizing and stretching so our body can hit these ranges of motion with control. And so this is just a all whole roundabout way to say that stretching can make you gain more muscle. And so if, you, if that doesn't sort of tickle your fancy and get you motivated to stretch a bit more, there's a whole heap of apps out there that have helped me. 20 minutes a night, follow what the app says, and all of a sudden I can get deeper in a squat, I can get more upright in an overhead, my thoracic is higher in my pulls, and I know that that's going to relay and connect to me gaining more muscle because I can control those ranges and hit those ranges better. So that might not be, might be something that you've never sort of considered before. And if that sort of doesn't tickle your fancy anymore, two minutes of stretching before you work out, two minutes of stretching after you work out. Do that four times in the week and then that 16 minutes of stretching that you didn't do the week before. Add that up over a month, add that up over a year, it adds up to a lot of stretching. It's a short two-minute ritual that you can do before and after your workout. And once you start to see the benefit, you'll want to do it more. All right? So... Nine reasons why you're not gaining muscle. You're, not, you're doing too much in the gym, and that could be cardio as well, um, but that's, that's, I'll say that for another day. Number two, you've been doing the 8 to 12 rep range for the last 17 years. You're skipping leg day or upper body day if it's number three. Number four is you aren't eating enough. Number five is you aren't eating enough protein. Number six is you're on a permabulk. Number seven is that you're neglecting sleep. Number eight is that you're stressed. And number nine is that you are super tight. Team, if you found something beneficial from this episode, share this, baby. Share it with your friends. Share it with your gym buddy. Make sure that they understand that these small things might be holding them back. And if you'd be ever so kind, uh, subscribe or follow on, uh, on, uh, on all of your reputable podcast broadcasting apps. Um, we have a big mission here and we want to be able to get in the ears of as many people as possible and subscribing and sharing the podcast really means a lot to us. Thank you for listening, team, and I'll see you in the next episode.